The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KB-TV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Central California and New Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, it's the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 100 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. Its church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockmom on August the 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959 who continue the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or something to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To start off today's program, the church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn, 
will give praise to the Savior by singing the Spirit-inspired song, Thou, O Lord. All the glory and honor goes to our Lord for His great goodness and mercy. Here's an excerpt of the words of the song. Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. It is comforting to know that He is only a prayer away.
The church band under my direction will play the song, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. We thank the Lord that He's the light to guide us through our dark times and the storms of life. We keep the light shining as we share the gospel to everyone. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. sing the beautiful song, Someone to Care, as we put our faith and trust in the Lord and cast all our cares upon Him. He's able to work out all things. He's the great burden bearer and will lighten our load. For in His words, He tells us to come, all who are weary, and I will give you rest.
troubles like no other can do. Air come down from the skies and brush the tears from your eyes. You're his child and he cares for Someone who cares for you When you need a friend A friend to the end There is someone who's a friend to you Someone to care Someone to share are your troubles like no other can do? Hear come down from the skies and brush the tears from your eyes. You're his child and he cares for you. Someone to care, someone to share. Are your troubles like no other can do? Here come down from the skies and brush the tears from your eyes. You're his child and he cares for you. You're his child and he cares for you. The Church Choir will now sing their second number for today entitled, I'm Amazed, with a featured solo by Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. No matter what we are going through, no matter what we're feeling, and no matter what we have done, God's love is amazing. The Lord has so many wonderful blessings in store for you. Won't you accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is a day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen. tried so hard to hide Though I laughed and said My life was fine without you I was covering up the secret tears I cried Then one day Someone told me of your mercy And your love you shown on a hill called Calvary, there you died and purchased my redemption. When you broke his power and set my spirit free.
message true There have been days when I failed you Lord, you know the many times I've gone astray But I've learned your love is stronger than my weakness And your ear is open every time I pray No one else has ever cared for me like you, Lord Other friends could never be as close to me I'm not afraid to face the problems of tomorrow Knowing you are everything section of the church band will now play a selection entitled when the saints go marching in the second coming of the lord is near at hand when the trumpet of the lord shall sound the dead in christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet our lord and savior in the air what a glorious meeting that will be when the saints go marching in
vocal group today is a vocal trio consisting of Sally, Sharice, and Alicia Spotcalf, who will come together and sing the toe-tapping, delightful song, Oh My My, with I'll Fly Away. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Yes, as we put our shoulders to the gospel wheel, we will be ready to hear the Lord's call of come up hither and fly away with Him in clouds of glory to be with Him in paradise forevermore. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to dedicate this number to Marlena Kanai of Honolulu. May the Lord continue to pour forth His blessings and keep you safe in the hollow of His sweet hands. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQT. TA TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about the gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espero in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. I pray your sharing in our TV gospel service will enable you to flee the devil and that it will be an opportunity for you to renew your Christian dedication and commitment to our Lord Jesus. We need to pray much for the body of Christ. The time is short and God's people must be fully prepared and ready when Jesus comes for his bride, the body of Christ. 
Therefore, it is imperative for us to spread and propagate the gospel to sermons such as the one I am presenting today and entitled The Importance of Having Vision. The subject matter of our sermon is found in Proverbs 29:18. The verse reads, where there is no vision, the people perish. There have been sudden dramatic changes in the way people must live. The economics and technology recently experienced over the past few years have required families to rethink retirement, spending habits, lifestyles, and closely scrutinize the pros and cons when making a critical decision. The days of working for a company and retiring with the same company 30 years later have become extinct like the dinosaurs. Job hunting is becoming highly competitive, giving those with the new economy thinking and technical skills the favorable edge of procuring the job. At one time, viewers, you could be hired just on your potential, but having no experience. Today, the atmosphere for the applicant is that he or she must be highly qualified when applying for the job. It is a great difference from the days of old, and these changes seem to have taken place overnight. Therefore, viewers, you must have a vision and prepare for the days that lie ahead. No one knows the future, though some dare to say they can predict it. If one is not focused, he will easily be sidetracked. Without vision, goals and objectives are missed. Opportunities are overlooked. Value time is lost. Expenses increase, skills are misused, and unnecessary problems and tensions are created. Some have said, we are living in a new economy with new technology. However, the seasoned lions of the financial world dispute the by, by saying it's the same economy with new technology. Yes, there is some truth to their point of view. The principles of the financial world are the same, but the approach and processing of investments have been upgraded. Three things have always worked for me. First has been the setting of priorities. And second has been getting organized and staying organized. Throughout the years of being involved in the ministry, these two basic principles have allowed this ministry to advance from tent to temple, churches on four of these eight Hawaiian islands, two churches and two missions in the Philippines. We have upgraded our outreach program from a little-known 30-minute radio ministry to a 60-minute weekly telecast that has been aired for over 43 years and which extends to the west coast of the continental United States. Over the years, we have acquired real estate property adjacent to the headquarters here in Honolulu. So as to prepare for the third phase of our expansion, the remodeling of our temple, allowing the glory of the latter house to be greater than the former. Along with many other prophecies, the Lord said this church will expand and occupy the present location, corner to corner. Our staff consists of members of the congregation who voluntarily render their God-given talents and skills to the furtherance of the ministry. In other words, no one involved in this ministry, whether they are involved in the music department, audit department, or office staff, is compensated with wages or salaries. Everything is done because they love the Lord and want to see his gospel work prosper. So as you can see, TV viewers, the money the church receives through tithes, funeral offerings, and donations from telecast viewers liking to yourselves is wisely spent so as to see souls saved. Since the beginning of this ministry over 100 years ago, we have never held fundraisers of any sort that would subsidize the church's income to expand the work. We do not have a preschool or child care center. We do not have an elementary or high school. We have not held big sales, as for contributions from corporations, or held weekend car washes so that we could build our branch churches or subsidize this television ministry. 
Everything acquired by the church has been obtained through prayer, fasting, sacrifices, volunteerism, personal commitment, and expert money management. The Lord's financial plan of tithing, fuel offerings, and donations has worked for us. However, many other churches cannot make that same statement. Is our congregation made up of members on high income of the latter? Definitely not. Our congregation is comprised of people from all walks of life. What is common among them is that they all love the Lord and are sincere in furthering His work upon this earth. God is to be praised for our prosperity and success. If you recall, I mentioned three things that have worked for me. The third element in which many churches are failing is leaning and waiting upon the Lord. Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and will be the same tomorrow. And when we see Him coming in clouds of glory, Jesus never failed me, or the faithful child of God. The word spoken to Joshua in the three days prior to crossing the Jordan, the Lord said in Joshua 1.9, Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Jesus stands alongside his people as captain of the host. If we are about our Father's business, the Lord will fight every battle for us, making our way prosperous, successful, and without hindrances. Remember the words of the late President John F. Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. This is where vision takes on a higher degree of importance. One must make every effort to perfect the mind of Christ in himself, especially if he is a pastor. Doing so, one will be fulfilling the divine will of God. The instructions given to Joshua were not given to him so as to obtain personal gain, but for a completion of God's promise to Israel. In other words, the promise that was given to Abraham. The promise of eternal life is given to all who will believe and trust in Jesus. Therefore, it becomes the responsibility of every conscientious pastor to fully commit himself to God in achieving that goal. Here in the Apostolic Faith Church, we are not selling Jesus like a salesman selling his goods. Here we accept the responsibility of spreading the gospel of the kingdom of God. It is the same commission that was given to the disciples in Matthew 28:19 and in Acts 1:8. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. To accomplish this, one must have vision, and it must be sanctioned by the law for it to, for it to prosper. Therefore, viewers, as you listen to this sermon, your spiritual life should be your priority. Are you anticipating and preparing for the coming of the Lord? If not, why not? Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Out of concern for the saving of our souls, the Lord has taken the time to make us aware that the saving of the soul takes priority over the things of the world, no matter how great or valuable they may be. The motions of sin have increased in the final days preceding His return. Some have become millionaires overnight. Through investments in technology, the number of entrepreneurs has increased significantly, each of them being driven by the lust for money and recognition. However, whether one is rich or poor, bond or free, male or female, Jew or Gentile, a member of the haves or the member of the have-nots in the eyes of God, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In the call for salvation, race or color of skin is not a qualifying element. God looks at the heart. With a penitent heart, the Lord is able to bring about salvation. 
Yes, viewers, salvation begins with hearing the Word of God, believing in the Word that you have heard, repenting of your sins as a result of hearing the Word, and finally acting upon your faith. Let us read the inspiring words given through Paul in Romans 10, 8, 9, 13 to 15. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except to be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Yes, the gospel that we preach is simplified in this manner. The gospel is good news that Jesus saves Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost, and Jesus is coming soon. Thus, the selfsame gospel Jesus preached and which was taught to the disciples is what is being preached to you today. Jesus is the door to the kingdom of God and his name. Jesus is the key that opens that door. Let us turn to Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now, after that, John was put into prison Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. It is common knowledge that Jesus came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. Salvation first came to the Jews, however, because of their unwillingness to believe and thus rejecting Jesus, the Son of God. Salvation was extended to the Gentile nations. This unwillingness to accept the message of salvation that originated in glory is also found within the Christian realm. Paul described the Jews as having a zeal for righteousness, but falling short of God's glory and knowledge. Being ignorant of God's righteousness, they proceeded to establish their own righteousness, thus refusing to submit themselves to the righteousness of God. You may ask, how can this be? The answer is found in 1 John 5.20, And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. We cannot rely upon our own understanding to gain access to the things that belong to God. It is through His Spirit that the things that pertain to godliness and eternal life are revealed. Thus, the words of Jesus will take precedence and discount every theory that profound theologians, professors, scholars, or religious experts may have to offer. In fact, the gospel is so simple that to some it is unbelievable. The account given by Mark highlighted a milestone in the ministry about to begin with Jesus at the helm. Verse 14 apprises us of the end of John's ministry at the beginning of Jesus. Being that John was in prison and eventually beheaded for righteousness sake, concludes that his prophetic message was fulfilled with the appearance of Jesus Christ. During the course of John's preaching, he admitted how Jesus would increase, and he, on the other hand, would decrease, meaning the message that Jesus brought would be superior to John's and take precedence. Thusly, John addressed the nature of both ministries. He was of the earth, whereas Jesus was from above. Let us read John 3, 31. He that comes from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. 
He that comes from heaven is above all. Jesus is not coming to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John the Baptist was commanded in Matthew 3.3 to prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. This John the Baptist did, calling upon every strength that could be found in his body. Though putting all his efforts into the ministry, he discounted himself as being the Christ. When questioned by the public, what we see here is that there is no Savior other than Jesus Christ, whereby we can be saved. Now, verse 15 confirms every prophecy that was given to Israel regarding the Messiah. What has been a shadow of things to come was now in the midst. The lessons in the Old Testament, which focus on the riches of worship and a multitude of feasts to encourage discipline and obedience, was now being applied to the saving of the soul through faith and obedience in Christ. These died in the faith, not having any problems. However, through faith, they hoped for deliverance and lived as seeing Him who is invisible. Yes, the time was right for the Son of God to be revealed, and the kingdom of God would be the believers. It is of great significance how the ministry of Jesus Christ begins with repentance and believing in the gospel. The closing words of the gospel of Mark 16, 16 ends with, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Choose ye this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let us now turn to John 3, 5 and read, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John's baptism emphasized the baptism of repentance, meaning, considering to the preaching of John, one acknowledges and believes on him, meaning Jesus, who would soon follow. John's words went thusly in Matthew 3:11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. Ye shall be baptized, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In Jesus, everything is complete. There are no loose ends, which question the integrity and purpose of the gospel. Having all things fulfilled, the words of Jesus takes precedence over everything that was preached or practiced before the start of his ministry. Jesus brought to the world a new and living way. In him, all things become new. The old man is washed away and a new creature in Christ is born. In Jesus, our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. How is this accomplished? None other than through water baptism, performed in the name of Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This is what Jesus meant by being born of water and of the Spirit. When Nicodemus inquired of Jesus of the righteousness of God, Jesus compassionately handed him the gospel. In other words, in order to be saved and to be acknowledged by the Lord Jesus Christ on the day he calls his people home, one must be born, one must be water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and having and living a life above sin. Return to Acts 30 and read, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The necessity of water baptism and the speaking in an unknown tongue retains its importance as on the day of Pentecost, when it was first revealed to the populace of Jerusalem. After hearing the wonderful works of God in their native tongues, each asked, what must I do to be saved? Being empowered with the Holy Ghost, Peter answered the question with great power and authority. No longer being afraid of being persecuted, 
He boldly cried out what mankind must do to be saved. The message applies today. In my experience, I have yet to hear televangelists and profound preachers and scholars address and speak of the scriptures you have heard this morning. I've heard some read John 3, 5 and Acts 2.38, but offer no explanation and neither emphasize the urgency in keeping God's commandments. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus freely offered the world thus full and free salvation. Therefore, television viewers, why isn't your pastor offering it to you? Let us read Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Paul tells us in his epistle to the church in Galatia that there is no other gospel than the gospel of Jesus Christ. He continued to say that those who preach another gospel or those who dare to pervert the gospel are worthy of being accursed, damned, and detested. The salvation of the soul will always remain paramount in our telecast ministry. Our efforts are directed to the saving of the soul and the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God until Jesus comes again in clouds of glory. Salvation will always remain an individual matter. In other words, you viewers, you can't be baptized for someone else. Neither can someone else be baptized on your behalf. Paul tells us that after death, only judgment remains. Remember, by being baptized, you're not joining a church, but becoming a member of the body of Christ, in which Jesus Christ is the head. Why not take the first step and believe the gospel? Doing so, you will be on the road leading to the kingdom of God. The days are being shortened for the very elect's sake. Today is the day of salvation, if you will, but hear his voice. Let us read in Joshua 1, 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, success in the Lord's work is not measured by the square footage of the church, or how many members make up the congregation, or if VIPs attend the services. It is not measured as to whether or not the preacher is charismatic enough to draw the listeners, nor is it measured by how deeply involved one can be with outreach programs in the community and in third world countries. I firmly believe that one is successful when the Lord is present with him or her every step of the way. In other words, the purpose of the ministry is clearly identified and it is accomplished unselfishly and not for personal gain or recognition. I always remind my congregation that we have the real thing. We have authentic salvation, real dreams and visions, real revelations from the Lord through the spiritual gifts, real tests and trials, real blessings, real persecutions for righteousness' sake. What seemed impossible to accomplish, God miraculously made a way. The blessings bestowed upon the patriarchs and the kings that ruled over Israel were conditional. In other words, prosperity and success accompany faith and obedience. I humbly say that this gospel in Hawaii has been blessed since its conception in 1923. Thus, for more than 100 years, we have faithfully upheld the righteousness of God and neither compromised His word with any person or organization. When approached by other pastors to join their Jesus Name organization, I say to them, the things you offer us, we already have. However sweet the proposition may be, the Lord said to join up with no one. Doing so, we remain untarnished and unblemished. We are obligated to no one, neither can anyone tell us what to do. We remain free to preach the word of God as it should be. Let us read the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 14 to 19. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, 
to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. For me, serving the Lord and guiding the congregation the ways of the Lord is a great privilege, and it comes with great responsibility. Nothing is more fulfilling and rewarding to serve the Lord in righteousness and the Lord acknowledging it with fire. Though the work at times may be difficult, I always recall the scripture, if God before you, who can be against you? Some of our members, viewers, and business associates have called and asked me how I handle the stress that comes with the work. My response to them is jokingly, I don't know the word stress, and stress is not in the Lord's dictionary or vocabulary. Wholeheartedly, service brings about a peace and happiness that cannot be attained in any other way. Over the past years, I have witnessed firsthand the power of God in healing, in the answering of prayers, in the ruining of stumbling blocks that hinder the forward progress of the work, in the saving of souls, and in the powerful presence of the Holy Ghost and manifesting the spiritual gifts and how His work is managed by His Spirit. Taking everything to the Lord in prayer and fasting allowed me to see and understand what the Father's business is all about. The parable of the talents has a significant message. Jesus takes a very ordinary situation to make a point. The master in the parable tests and develops his servants by giving them responsibility and opportunity. He allows them to handle his funds according to their ability and degree of skill. He divided his state among the three servants, giving the first servant five talents, the second two, and the third one. He eventually would go and leave them in charge, bearing in mind that one day he would return for an accounting of what was done and what he had left them. Quickly, the first two servants set out to invest the talents given to them. The third, however, behaved differently from the first two. Instead of investing, he hid his talent in the ground. I am sure you can already formulate a reasonable conclusion of the attitude and character of each servant. Mindful that even though they were all skilled, one was not focused. We should remember that we are not required to produce the same results as someone else, but required to perfect the skills and talents with which we have been blessed. Thus, the Lord Jesus asks us to do the very best we can for Him. The bottom line is not equal gifts, but equal opportunity. The more we have been entrusted with, the more Christ will expect from us when He returns. Luke tells us in Luke 12, 48, Unto whomsoever much is given of Him shall much be required. We should not be satisfied with the status quo, neither can we be overzealous and run ahead of the Lord. What works for me is God's will in His time, in His way, by His Spirit, and God is to be glorified. Let us read in Isaiah 54, 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. The blessing is bestowed upon the faithful as reward for their obedience to the commandments of God. God gave Israel the increase, and to accommodate these blessings, the Lord instructed Israel to enlarge the borders of its tents. We pray and labor for the increase in souls, and thus the Lord removes hindrances and enlarges our borders. As the body of Christ, we first anticipate the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in clouds of glory. We anticipate the event and the spirituality preparing for it. Secondly, until that day arrives, the church must be prepared for the souls whom the Lord will bring in, which is the preaching, the gospel. Yes. Accommodations must be made for the souls yet to be saved, and also facilities must be built to take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
God's true church is spread across the face of the earth. We must be prepared for the day when the Lord will unite the true body of Christ. They will come from the four corners of the earth. We will not know them by name, nor shall we recognize them by their features. However, we shall know them by their works, because their works will have been wrought in God. What a, what a wonderful day that will be. I pray you have enjoyed the sermon. May the spirit of joy be with you the rest of the day. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. The church band will end the program with a toe-tapping song entitled, Come to the Savior. The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.